Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning to the remnant, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We are talking today about the real censorship that's happening, that's going on, discrimination against Christians, last day's deception, and gender surrender with J.B. Hickson. But let's open in prayer as we always do. Father, we, uh, we need your help today to discern some of what's going on in our country and in our culture and and Lord, please um, help us not be blinded by what is happening or by what the enemy is trying to do and help us to be uh, people of wisdom, people of the Bible, of the word, of the truth, and help us, Lord, to just discern in these last days uh, what you would have us do and help us in our actions and in our words to never be ashamed of the gospel and to acknowledge you and to share the truth. And we know there will be consequences. There already are in many cases, for sharing the truth. But, Lord, we uh, love you. You are worth it. You are a God worthy of our worship, and we must obey you rather than man. So give us the strength to do what we need to do, Lord. We love you. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for calling us and for choosing us and for appointing us to go and bear fruit that would last. We lift up this hour to you and this day that you have made. Great is your faithfulness in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, J.B. Hickson is back with us today. He's the pastor of Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado, the author of nine books, including The Great Last Days, Deception, and The Rapture Series. He's contributed to theological journals. His radio program, by the way, Not By Works, uh, airs each weekday, and uh, he and his wife, Wendy, uh, live in Colorado. J.B., welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth, brother. Hey, David. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Hey, thank you. We want to quote you right off the bat and get into what we are going to talk about today. You say, we are rapidly heading into a time when they will censor anything having to do with Jesus Christ or the gospel, calling it hate speech. And as we've talked about, at least in an email exchange and in last uh, last time we had you on, you know, censorship is rampant. It's just one of the things that the the opposition will try to do to silence Christians, uh, conservatives, of course, but it goes beyond just censoring the gospel. They are now trying to censor anything having to do with truth and with reason. Uh, I want you to share your experience before we get into the more last days deception and this gender surrender that you call it. I love that. Uh, what's been happening with you personally in your ministry? Uh, you've been censored, as many of us have in many ways, but you just had something happen. Share with our audience, please. I will. Yeah, thank you, David. And and I, let me say, I, it's always encouraging when you quote me because uh, <laughs> I, have, I have to cross my fingers, and make sure I agree with what you what you're quoting because uh, <laughs> that's not always the case. But uh, absolutely, we are headed into unbelievable censorship right now. And you know, I've been talking about this for many many years, but it, it hit home actually just yesterday uh, when I woke up to find that YouTube had censored one of my videos and dropped and and just absolutely wiped it off of the. Um, of my channel and then sent me an email saying that it violated their policy because of medical misinformation. And the video was about the uh, control of virus scandemic, as I call it. And all I had done in the video was directly quote statistics from the CDC's own webpage and cited 50 or more peer reviewed scientific and medical journals uh, from the last 50 years. So apparently, uh, basic scientific research that anybody with any education understands how research works apparently if it disagrees with the mainstream media now that's uh considered misinformation and so it's, it's really troubling because uh you know i don't like youtube youtube's owned by google google is influenced by the nsa i've never really liked it yeah. but right now uh youtube is a is is one of the most popular uh, you know, outlets that people listen to. And our goal at Not By Works is to get the gospel out, to proclaim the clear, accurate, and urgent message of God's saving grace. And so 
uh, I, that's why I use it. But when I woke up and saw that that video had been uh, removed and I'd gotten a little slap on the wrist from YouTube, it just sent chills down my spine because I know what's coming next. Mm. We absolutely know that um, this is not a free market, uh, free speech world anymore in our country. No, uh, It's only what they approve. And if they can approve a clearly – uh, controversial decision in the medical community, which, as you and I were talking offline, you know, there are great scholars on both sides of the debate. So this isn't just something that, you know, I'm not smart enough medically to make stuff up. I only cite reputable sources. And if they can just arbitrarily choose one side or the, or the other and not even allow healthy discussion among credentialed professionals, uh, what's coming next? It's really frustrating. So I, I'm really fired up. I'm not sure what the answer is mm. uh, other than just you know praying and continue to speak truth in the face of tyranny. Uh, but uh, we are living in, in the age that uh, you know Eric Blair talked about, Eric Blair also known by his pen name George Orwell, when he said, in an age of universal deceit, telling the truth becomes a revolutionary act. That's right. I've never considered myself a revolutionary, but apparently that's that's how I'm viewed. Well, we are now, uh, especially if you're a conservative, um, Christian first, conservative second. Um, JB, what do they get out of this? Is it is this the push of the the globalists and those who are trying to take down America, reset capitalism, and all that? Because you think the election is over? Well, <laughs> I say that with a caveat, right? Yeah. Um, but right. what do they get out of it? I mean, and, and is your video, is it deleted completely or is it just kind of hidden? No, it's deleted completely. Oh, my goodness. Um, obviously, I still have a copy. I save every video that I make. We've got, you know, a thousand videos over the last several years, and uh, I've got a hard drive with all of them on it. But it's you can't get to it on, on YouTube. Now, I could appeal, but, I mean, that's a waste of my time, and my time's more valuable than that when I know Jeez. that they've already are basing their decision on irrational thoughts. But, you know, you asked a great question, what's kind of what's behind it or, or what do they get out of this is the way you phrased it. Mm -hmm. Well, remember, as I outlined in my Spirit of the Antichrist series, that 18-part series, um, I believe the Bible teaches and history has shown unequivocally that there is a Luciferian conspiracy to take over the world. Satan wants to, to take over the world, and he has been trying to do so ever since he got kicked out of heaven. And so the Bible says the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's the god of this age. He's the prince of demons. And so uh, we have a tendency sometimes when we fight these little battles that, that we as biblical Christians and biblical conservatives, uh, you know, that, that matter to us, we have a tendency to, to compartmentalize it and think that, you know, it's about the election or it's about this or it's about that. But we need to understand that at the top tier, there are very evil Satan-worshipping leaders that are purposely advancing an agenda. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody down the line is explicitly aware that they're playing a role in this. Many of them are just pawns in the game. But there's no doubt in my mind that this censorship that is happening right now is just a, uh, you know, a foretaste of, of what is to come. And they, they want us to become a post-Christian nation mm -hmm. Because you can't have a Christian presence in a Luciferian one-world system. It's not possible. They're, they're mutually exclusive. Uh, so that, that's the goal. That they they want to wipe Christ and Christianity and the gospel uh, from the face of the earth. And 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 reminds us Satan's been doing that from the beginning, blinding men's hearts to the gospel. I do want to say, um, if people want to subscribe to your video channel on YouTube, uh, it is Not By Works. You can subscribe to J.B. Hickson, not by works. But I do want to also add that there are some new patriot tools for Christians and conservatives and patriots and independents and just, you know, people that want to freely express themselves. Um, Parler is supposedly the new Twitter. I've been on Parler for a while. Many of us are. New Facebook. One is called Gab. I've, I don't know much about it. Another was called MeWe, M-E-W-E. There's a YouTube alternative that some of my friends have gone on. It's called Rumble. A new Google search, they go to DuckDuckGo for, uh, instead of, I guess, Chrome, some people are using what's called Brave Browser, and for secure messaging, Telegram or Signal, and also for news sources, I would recommend OAN, 
um, Newsmax, and there are many others, but um, Fox News is kind of taking a little turn. Not They're not completely gone, but they're taking a turn. Just your thoughts on social media and those who do want to keep sharing the gospel, expressing ourselves, talking about truth without be- being censored. Uh, what advice would you give them, J.B.? Yeah, I think those are all excellent uh, resources, Parler and, um, and, and Rumble. Uh, and, and obviously, I think I'll eventually end up switching over there. Um, the, but again, our goal at Not By Works, it depends on your purpose. If it's just yes. to, to get information out, to communicate where everything's right now being tracked or blocked, well, then, yeah, those are an immediate available resource. But our goal and our heart's desire is to see people come to faith. And, and so I, I, uh, the videos that we put out uh, appeal to both believers to help them strengthen their faith and grow in their knowledge of the Lord, but also to people who are unbelievers who might be interested in a topic such as, you know, global surveillance or geoengineering or those types of things that we discussed in uh, UFOs, for example, that we discussed in our Spirit of the Antichrist series. And those people aren't likely, at least not as many of them, to do searches on Rumble uh, for videos and and parlor for other things. So, um, but I think before long, we'll have to do that. You know, one of the things I'm experimenting with is in the in the show notes of all of my videos, I'm going to put links to the uh, some of the uh, videos that uh, have been banned, you know, that are now going to be on uh, par- on uh, the YouTube alternative. Um, Rumble. And so, yeah, Rumble exactly. And so, I'm curious if YouTube is if their algorithms are sophisticated enough to scan the the notes and see references you know, sort of one-off references where YouTube's not hosting the video that they think, you know, is, is problematic, but somebody else is, and if you can still link to it. So we just have to kind of outsmart them at this point, um, you know, um, but, but, but still, uh, you know, we want to get the gospel out, and, and that's uh, becoming harder and harder to do. I want to get your thoughts on going back to Google, um, owning YouTube, these big conglomerates. Um, uh, Google accounts for about 90% of Internet searches. That is a problem, a big problem, and here's why. You've written nine books, JB. I'm working on another book myself right now. When you write a book, you do a lot of research. You use the Internet. You use books and other research materials that you have that you've known where you know where you can find information. Going back to my very first book that I wrote, when I was researching a certain topic that I knew where to find certain information on a Christian worldview issue. Let's just say homosexuality. When I was writing something about that, about culture, about uh, Hollywood or whatever, homosexuality, I would look up links and I would look up these terms or a phrase or uh, article title. What I learned was, and this goes back over a decade, what I learned was that didn't come up. What I was looking for, the source I even knew of, that, but I just didn't remember the title or whatever, it didn't come up in the first several pages of Google search results. I had to right. scroll through several pages going through things like um, the Huffington Post or um, Move On or the New York Times or all these other secular sources before I found what I knew that was out there that I was looking for. Have you experienced that, and can we do anything about that? Yeah, so I highly recommend a Netflix uh, documentary called The Social Dilemma. Hmm. If anyone has not watched that, you need to make a point to watch it today because it will literally revolutionize your understanding of how Google and how the Internet works. These, it's, a, it's not a, not a Christian documentary. The social I don't dilemma. know whether the okay. people that are in it are believers or not, but it's whistleblowers and former top-level executives for companies like YouTube, Facebook, you name it, Google, and they are blowing the whistle on how uh, Google intentionally alters uh, your, your search results. And yep. so literally, Dave, you and I can sit beside each other in the same cafe with our laptops. We can both open Google. We can both run a search for the exact same term or phrase, and we will get different results based on two primary factors based number one on our own personal bit bucket which the nsa keeps bit buckets on every human being 
Wow. And uh, everything you say, search, do, write, type, email, anything related to digital technology um, is now saved in that Bitbucket. And so they can use algorithms to access the data. And so based on what we've been searching or researching or discussing or any based on our little world, they're going to cater the results to that. That's number one. Number two is it's going to be based on geography. So let's say you and I were doing this experiment, but you were in Indiana and I was in Texas. Well, we would also get different results. And so hmm. The Social Dilemma is the name of that um, wow. outstanding documentary, and it, it'll just blow you away when you realize you'll feel, you'll feel violated and cheated hmm. um, because you don't realize how much you're being manipulated uh, by – uh, these algorithms. I recommend. I don't recommend Google for that reason, and I haven't for years, even before it got as bad as it is today. Uh, but we have to keep kind of changing because they keep compromising every tool that's out there. Yeah. I used to recommend StartPage, for example, but StartPage mm. does the same thing now. Mm. Uh, even though your searches are private, they use Google's algorithm in terms of returning the results. So the one that we're using now is called DuckDuckGo, yep. and it does not. Uh, it does not uh, use those algorithms, so you'll get completely different search results. Uh, for example, if you search the dangers of vaccines on Google, you'll get nothing but the first several pages will be all of these uh, articles about how anybody who thinks vaccines are dangerous is a wacko tinfoil hat nutcase. Hmm. There's no truth in it at all. It's all debunking the problems with vaccines. If you do that same search, the dangers of vaccines on DuckDuckGo, the first several pages will be all of these peer-reviewed scientific journals that explain why it's very dangerous to put aborted baby fetal tissue in your skin and in your bloodstream, which is what vaccines are, and why they've been proven again and again to cause autism. And there's peer-reviewed journal articles that show this, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. So be very, very leery of Google and, of course, YouTube is owned by Google, and both of them, that whole corporation, is simply an NSA-controlled, you know, mind control uh, experiment. I, I almost want to move on, but I think this is so important, JB, and I think we need to talk a little bit more about that. We've got two more minutes before we need to take a break, and I recently wrote about uh, big tech uh, Democrats in the media and how they helped Joe Biden uh, more than cheating and voter fraud and everything else that's going on. That was a huge problem in and of itself because of all the anomalies across the country with voter fraud, and hopefully get to the bottom of some of it. But in going back to Google, since they account for a mass majority of Internet searches, they can easily sway elections by adjusting algorithms to favor the Democrat Party, and I firmly believe they have. Just your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was an excellent article. If you haven't read uh, David's article, I highly recommend it. Um, but, you know, th this is nothing new. That's, that's the thing I want people to really get their hands around, is that it sort of jumped off the page at us in living color, this election <laughs> cycle. Yeah. But I've been talking about this for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Dominion, I've talked about that long before anybody knew it was a thing. Wow. The fact that the Chinese are con control and own the vote tabulation machines and are doing the counting on Chinese soil. I talked about that 10 years ago. Wow. So, you know, every election that, since they went to digital tabulation has been rigged. Hmm. Um, in 2016, we dodged a bullet. Our guy won. His hackers were better than the, the Luciferians' hackers, let's say. Uh, this year, they were determined, the Luciferians were, under no circumstances was Donald Trump going to be reelected. And so, you know, we, we go in and do our civic duty, and we think we're – we're sort of, you know, uh, doing the right thing, but we need to understand we're all just pawns in the game. Our vote never counts. It's all rigged. And until we do away with digital tabulation and have more accountability, which is what Trump's been talking about recently, it's not going to go away. Uh, but you're right, more to your point, uh, because of the Google mind control games, even if they didn't have the digital technology to rig the election, they can still sway an election Yep. Very easily using psychological operations. Yep, exactly. Um, this is so concerning to most of us because you, you, you want to believe that we have free and fair elections 
in this country, but it just hasn't been the case. In every election, there's some voter fraud, you know, especially in the bigger cities. We look at the problems in Detroit, Philadelphia, Atlanta, and other you know, big cities. And why? Well, because they've gotten away with it for so many years. When they've, they have people just going in to observe, if, you've, if they know you're GOP or Republican, you're going to be discriminated against. There have been people that were kicked out and not even allowed to monitor mm-hmm. the, the ballot counting. It's been astounding. And this level of what I would call discrimination, and that's bullying, really, but it's been almost accepted now. Uh, we've got to take a yep. break. So much more to talk about with J.B. Hickson, not by works. Make sure to subscribe, subscribe to him on YouTube. When we come back, how Christians are continually being pressured and pressed today in our culture and talking about open bias, last day's deceptions, plus gender surrender. When we come back on Stand Up For The Truth, keep it here. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We're online with J.B. Hickson out in Colorado. A great series he's got on his uh, YouTube page. It's the Spirit of the Antichrist, and he's got part 14 of the series on the CFR, Bilderberg, Bohemian Grove, and fake elections. I'm going to link to that in today's podcast post at StandUpForTheTruth.com. But, J.B., you wanted to share another uh, point or two about the elections and the problems we need to be aware of. Yeah, I, you know, um, it's very important to understand how serious the, the voting manipulation is. The Luciferian uh, elite cannot accomplish their goal unless they somehow are able to marginalize uh, conservatives. Remember, 74 million people voted for Trump this this last election. That's historic. Um, I mean, probably a lot more. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, just uh, the official the official narrative, the made up numbers at 74 million. So, but whatever that number is, it's a lot. And so they have to convince us that. Uh, you know, that that, you know, our, our vote matters. Uh, but we need to understand that America is terrible as this is going to sound. And I don't mean it to sound unpatriotic because I love our country. I, there's no better planet on the or country on the planet. But the fact of the matter is our country's no different than Iran or North Korea when it comes to elections. That's right. Uh, they are rigged yeah. and they have been for a long time. And something needs to be done about it uh, because we're not going to be able to Advance and it's trickling down. By the way, not just at the federal level. It's been that way at the federal level for for at least fifteen or twenty years, but it's now trickling down to where even state level, you know, even local level, you know, municipalities and stuff are using this digital technology. And once you go digital, remember, you know, the cloud that everybody talks about. The yep. cloud is just somebody else's computer. <laughs> and you know, that's all it is. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people think it's literally we're up in this, you know, weird nebulous clouds, you know, or no, it's a it's somebody else's computer. And so I would challenge anyone today, show me your vote. You can't. Your vote is dots and dashes on somebody's computer and who owns that computer? Who's in control of it? That's the question. Well, if you put it that way, somebody else's computer. No, seriously, I agree with you. And what's what's sad is, yeah, when it comes to our vote, too, um, you can't even look it up, really. It's it, because, I mean, they've been counting overseas and so much that we, as a gen- the general public, just did not know or were not aware of. Um, but w- let's move on, JB. We could spend all day talking about the problems with uh, the election system and, and the Internet and these m- big tech uh, and media giants. But the point is that we're talking about is this has been going on for a long time. It is not beyond the uh, the mind of man who are m- men who are godless to cheat, to lie, to steal. Um, the thief comes to kill, steal and destroy. And that's what they've been trying to do. Satan is the father of lies. And he's got a lot of children out there, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He does, and that's what Jesus said, that he's a liar from the beginning. Yeah. He's a father of lies. Yeah. Okay, um, we were talking about the last day's deception, and what we wanted to get to, you have another uh, series that you did on the gender surrender. This is really, isn't it, moral relativism, where they're just trying to flip the truth about God, creation, male, female. Share your thoughts about these deceptions that you're talking about. Yeah, it's just yet another major deception, you know, all stemming from the ultimate uh, Great Last Days deception. 
Uh, Satan, in order to take over the world, is doing a full-on assault on truth that goes all the way back to, to Genesis uh, and the image of God and man. Uh, he's attacking life through abortion and euthanasia and all of these eugenics programs. He's attacking language, which God spoke the world into existence, remember. So he's doing that through political correctness and censorship. And then he's attacking male and female and gender, which cuts right to the heart of the image of God and man. Genesis 1, 26 and 27, male and female, he created us. So <clears throat> he's essentially, as you know, the Antichrist is going to do during the future tribulation period, he's attacking everything that God stands for so that he can replace uh, God. And I believe that the gender, what I call the gender surrender movement, is ultimately uh, the most demonic aspect of this, because you think about the implications of that, and it is becoming more and more accepted, even among some churchgoers and, and Christians. It's frightening. Mm. Yes. Uh, I mean, here in Colorado, we have the first openly gay governor of, of the state. There was a lesbian governor out in the Northeast somewhere a few years ago, but he's the first openly gay he lives with his partner, Wow. talks about how he and his partner are hunkering down and weathering the storm with this uh, you know, pandemic and, and all this stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, I want people to think about this. And he's out there giving – he gave a, a, a video webinar yesterday for all of the, quote, faith leaders or pastors uh, for an hour to explain, you know, his new regulations for churches in this, in this scandemic. Of course, he doesn't call it a scandemic. But I want people to ask this question. Why in the world – why in the world should we let someone who can't even tell how the human body is supposed to work let us you know, teach us how to respond to an alleged national health crisis? Mm. And this guy, is, and a ten-year-old can understand the human body, and this guy doesn't, and he, he's that deceived and that warped, and yet we're giving him credibility to stand up and tell us how we should respond to uh, this uh, pandemic. So, I mean, it is, it is. Uh, pervasive. Um, it is literally, you know, the whole LGBTQ movement is is become a core linchpin in the, the Luciferian agenda. They are brainwashing our children. Uh, if you watch that uh, part 17 in Spirit of the Antichrist, which is on the gender surrender movement, I give several examples from school districts ac across the country, like in Nebraska, where they were saying, you know, you can't even call them boys and girls anymore. You have to call them purple penguins and, and something else, you know, because it's a violation of, of their rights, allegedly. Uh, or the diagram that many school districts used a few years ago called the genderbred person, mm -hmm. which was a playoff of the gingerbread person. Yep. And, you know, these diagrams just um, are completely mind-controlling our children into thinking uh, you know, that gender doesn't matter, you know, that their biology doesn't determine their gender. I talked about how Planned Parenthood uh, had a, on their website, this was on Fox News, uh, that you should teach your, your preschoolers, quote, their genitals don't determine their gender. Preschoolers. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, this is, and think about the, you know, during the, the impressionable age when you're imprinted, when you're learning, your mind is soaking up knowledge. And, and Hollywood, of course, Every major television series and movie has that storyline of a, of a gay, lesbian, transgendered person. Um, high schools are now doing away with prom kings and prom queens. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's, I mean, it is weird. The train has left the station, David, a long time ago. And it really, you know, makes you wonder, uh, I mean, how much longer before, the Rapture cover girl announced its first cover boy. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, this is just, um, it's sickening stuff. And I really believe the church has been asleep at the wheel. Uh, and Christians, uh, first of all, we need to get our kids out of public schools. Public schools, yes. by their own declaration, are pagan. And I just, for the life of me, cannot understand why parents would subcontract the raising of their children for 12 years, five days a week, eight hours a day to a pagan, an acknowledged, openly pagan institution where you cannot talk about Jesus Christ. I just, and then we wonder why our kids are going off to college and leaving the faith in yeah. unprecedented numbers. And by the way, those numbers have moved up a lot sooner than before they graduate from high school. Usually, 
I think about two decades ago, the general surveys were saying that a Christian young boy or girl, when they, after they've completed one year of college, they, you know, re- reject Christianity or they uh, lose their faith or whatever. Now they are starting to doubt because of what's being taught younger and younger and younger, how they're being programmed in the public schools. They are starting to doubt, keyword, in middle school. And so by high school, in ninth or 10th grade, they are leaving the faith that they are brought up in a Christian family with. So the surveys are even starting to say now it's younger and younger, and that is by design. Your thoughts, J.B.? It's, it's absolutely. It's intentional. And again, I want to interject here because I know there may be people listening to this who, when I talked about getting your kids out of public school and how we shouldn't subcontract out the raising of our children, it might have really hurt because maybe you find yourself in a situation where that's, there are no other options. I get that. I understand that maybe it's not easy for some parents, single parents, parents where both parents have to work. I get it. I know these are, it's easy to say these things. Talk, talk can be cheap. But it, it's gotten to be so bad that we have to prioritize it. And if it means selling your house, quitting your job, whatever it means, your children and the future, if the Lord tarries is coming, the future of our country depends upon uh, putting a stop to this massive psychological operation called the compulsory government schooling system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there's things like in Massachusetts, we see three lesbian women marry each other and claim to be the world's first thruple. Yep. And in fact, the word thruple is now actually in the dictionary. Oh, look you're it up kidding. on dictionary.com. Oh lord. Yeah, no, look it up on dictionary.com. Thruple, T H R O U P L E, play on the word couple, and it's uh, you know, three uh people married together. In most states now, the uh, DMV's driver's license application under gender, it says male, female or X. Check one. You know, I mean, this is just it's pervasive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people don't uh, don't realize it. But it is a deception, because if you can destroy gender, if you can get us to surrender gender, then the image of God and man becomes completely marginalized. And everything about the biblical narrative from Genesis to Revelation falls apart. And that's the goal. That's what that was the goal of Darwinian evolution which, by the way, was the reason compulsory government schooling was started in 1918. Mm-hmm. The, the stated reason, if you, if you look at people like Charlotte Iserby, who used to be in Ronald Reagan's Department of Ed, she was number two at the U.S. Department of Ed right after it got started under Carter. She was fired for blowing the whistle when she saw all the documents going way back to the yep. first part of the 20th century. And it was, we need to get control of these kids away from their parents so that we can indoctrinate them about Darwinism and teach them that life doesn't matter. You all evolved from a wet rock over billions of years, and uh, you're just a useless breather. And uh, so here we are. You know, it was this is by design. They the Luciferians are much more calculated and patient than we are, and uh, and and they've got a lot more coming down the pike. Yeah, and they can check that one off their list because it's been almost well a hundred years of uh, the government-run education. Um, one of the yeah. consequences of this, I just pulled up a headline uh, yesterday uh, that Christian Funeral Home in Michigan, Christian Business, was forced to pay $250,000 for firing a transgender employee, and that was ruled by the Supreme Court. This is a, mm-hmm. a, a man that came in there, worked for them for I don't know how many years, and all of a sudden changed his name to Amy, if I remember the story right. Um, yeah, Anthony Stevens. Uh, but so he started dressing as a woman and coming to work as a woman. He started changing, transitioning, whatever. And so um, now the, the Christian business had to pay $250,000, a result of this, the consequence of moral relativism. Now, J.B., going back to 2015, when the Supreme Court made their historic, infamous decision, uh, wiping out bans on homosexual marriage across the country, uh, which millions and millions of people, citizens, have vote, had voted on at the time. The court just outdid that in one decision in 2015. The big argument from the left, from the LGBT advocates, were we just want to love who we want to love. We just want to be able to love who we want to love. That's all. But we know that's not true because they took, they, they've been pushing it a lot further. Do you think Christians are starting to recognize, oh, okay, we wanted to be compassionate, but now we understand it's an agenda? 
Uh, uh, some of them, yeah, but I think as a whole, it's going the other way. I think especially because of this scandemic, many Christians are saying, oh, we've got to be loving to yeah. these people. And I may not wear a mask, but, you know, I'm going to be loving to those. But let me tell you, it is never, never loving to embrace or perpetuate a lie, mm-hmm. period. Good point. It is never loving to perpetuate a lie. Wow. And so, you know, when especially when it comes to gender and gay marriage, that is a lie from the pit of hell. You cannot read the Bible and come away with thinking that Christianity and homosexuality are compatible. Uh, you're reading a different Bible than I am. It, this is not some obscure uh, issue like the timing of the Battle of Gog and Magog or how often you should have communion. This is a clear, unambiguous decree of the Lord in his word and homosexuality is a sin. And so uh, we need to love people that are involved in that sin or any sin, heterosexual sin, any kind of sexual perversion. And I deal with this in part 17 of the Spirit of the Antichrist series is, is a problem. And it's part of the satanic attack, and we need to address it. But uh, this gender surrender uh, issue is particularly offensive because, again, it cuts right to the heart of the image of God and man. Um, so, you know, when Christians say, I'm just trying to be more loving, that's Satan masquerading as an angel of light because it's never the loving thing to do to embrace a lie. I love that. I love that. It's never the loving thing to do to embrace a lie. And yet we have people calling themselves gay Christians um, or lesbian Christians. And we, we've interviewed on this podcast, George Carneal is one, um, just so many others who have been former, who are now born again Christians who were former homosexuals. So I guess they weren't born that way. We've also interviewed Laura Perry. There's a brand new documentary out put on by AFA called in his image, in God's image. It's in his yeah. image. Laura Perry is part of that. We've had her on the show, former transgender. These are people that have gone through all the, the lifestyles and the, I was going to say all the hell, because that, but that's really put, making, um, uh, anyway, it's, that's not accurate, because hell is brutal, uh, not even close to what a life of sin would be. But um, we've had a lot of them on the show, and yet there are Christians that are still confused about this issue because of the great programming the enemy has done through our culture. So when we come back with J.B. Hicks and more on gender surrender, one man putting on lipstick like a woman and clinging to another man, Ritz Crackers, is attempting to normalize the transgender lifestyle. They've got a commercial that has absolutely nothing to do with selling crackers, them and a lot of companies. Coming up next on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our guest, J.B. Hickson, the website notbyworks.org. So back to this commercial, Ritz, most recent ad features a man putting on lipstick like a woman and effeminately clinging to another man to brainwash children and adults by desensitizing People, the ad campaign is entitled Where There's Love, There's Family. It's been airing on HGTV. It's featured on Ritz's YouTube page. The company's goal, of course, is to redefine family as something other than God's biblical design for gender and sexuality. In its own words, Ritz says, We are encouraging people to rethink what it means to be family. And they're trying to redefine family as two men, in this case, um, JB, Isaiah 520, calling evil good and good evil. Um, we, a lot of us have stopped buying products from certain corporations and companies. This goes back years. It's not just Ritz. This goes back to Target, McDonald's, Home Depot, Plant, uh, um, uh, Girl Scout Cookies. Um, who else? A McDon- Did I say McDonald's? Pepsi. A lot of these businesses. Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks that have supported either Planned Parenthood, they support the LGBTQ. There's so many things that a Christian would not give money to, but yet we're supporting these businesses or these products that their money is going to causes that are antichrist. Your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, we, we were talking about the compulsory government schooling program and how it's been really a 100-plus year concerted effort to program and mind control our uh, generations after generations. It reminds me of what we read 
the very last verse in the book of Judges, after 300 years of, of Judges, um, we, it said, in those days there was no king in Israel, and everyone did what was right in his own age. When you have moral relativism and you know universalism and pluralism and all of these views that, that abandon absolute truth, there's no end uh, to what uh, what can happen. But you know, and by the way, this issue crosses over the right-left paradigm. You know, a lot of times we we tend to associate conservative Christians with the right and Fox News. But we need to understand that Fox News is owned by the same conglomerate that CNN is, and they're just coming at the agenda from different angles trying to hmm. appeal to conservatives. And a case in point of this is the GOP convention uh, back in 2016. And I sat there and watched it with my own eyes in prime time, uh, right when your kids are, you know, if you're wanting your kids to learn about the political process, you say, hey, let's watch the convention and see who's speaking at the convention tonight on Ju- july 21st 2016 in prime time uh, trump had peter Thiel, the co-founder of paypal speak he is a, a homosexual and he and he said in his speech quote i'm proud to be gay and republican hmm. uh he's a billionaire and then th- they continue to cover it. fox news headline uh uh, you know, said uh, Peter Thiel says he's proud to be gay and in the GOP. And then for months after that, after Trump was elected, they continued to report on Peter Thiel. For example, uh, there was an article talking about how Peter Thiel's speech was an important moment for GOP on Fox News website. And then uh, get this. They talk about how tech billionaire Peter Thiel warns against socialism. So I guess for Fox News and its fans, socialism is a bigger threat than sexual perversion. Mm. Because as long as this guy was speaking out against AOC and socialism and Kamala Harris and all this stuff, he's he's a good, trustworthy site. But he's an openly gay man and said so from the stage at the GOP convention. Wow. Not surprised. And I know there's probably um, a good part of our audience that obviously would never watch uh, CNN, the Communist News Network, or MSNBC um, or others, but they do watch Fox News for people like Tucker Carlson or Hannity or whatever. But let's be clear, they are certainly not Christian. They are somewhat conservative only in this sense that they generally will allow the freedom of speech of both sides. They will bring someone on that disagrees with a a guest. They'll have a Democrat, Republican. Um, So they'll have both views presented much of the time which other stations really do not tolerate. So, but that doesn't make Fox News conservative. Just want to clarify that. They've got some good uh, people on there. But, yeah, I agree with you, JB. We, we've got to be so much more discerning on uh, what we take in now. Yeah, and, you know, back to the gender thing, you know, again, this is nothing new. This has been a planned uh, agenda. But NPR uh, had a big write-up several years ago called The End of Gender with a question mark. And then, of course, nowadays you look up gender in Merriam-Webster's, they've added a second definition. B, under, under the noun gender, is the behavioral, cultural, or psychological traits typically associated with one sex. No, that's not gender. It never has been for since the English language began. It's always been your biological sex, but not anymore. Uh, and, so, and it's promoted through Disney Channel, through movies, through Hollywood. Um, I mean, this is something that, uh, if the Lord tarries, you know, our children and my, I have a granddaughter now uh, who's 15 months old, you know, they're going to grow up in not even understanding the yeah. male-female distinction. Wow. And again, that's by design. You have to destroy the image of God so that Satan, uh, through the Antichrist, can come in and, uh, and, and control the world. Imagine what our great-grandparents would think. Imagine what our founding fathers would think. Imagine what the apostles would think about having these conversations maybe in ancient Rome, right? Wait a minute, that, you're telling me that's not a man? Anyway, um, let's go back to well, this. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we know what the apostles would think. <laughs> Paul said in Romans one twenty six that, that these were called vile passions and exchanging the natural use for what is against nature. And he called them debased minds in Romans one twenty eight, and, uh, you know, uh, the lust of the flesh. And so, yeah, we, we know what the, the apostles said. Yes, we do. Um, 
we talked about Ritz crackers before. We mentioned a lot of corporations, um, Starbucks, McDonald's, Home Depot. Uh, there's so many, uh, JB. The question is, where does it stop? Because so many of them, as you said, were interconnected with larger corporations owning them. And even Walmart, there's even stuff online and stuff, that, that some products that you kind of go, wait a minute, this is Walmart. Where are you going to shop? So it, it just doesn't stop. What, what can you do? I know there's a website called Faith Driven Consumer. We'll put that in the notes today. Yeah. Uh, Faith Driven Consumer. There are others, but you, you can't boycott everything because so much of it is connected with something that supports what Christians would not approve of. Yeah, I mean, where do you, you're exactly right. It's a real, real problem uh, and burden because uh, it, this, the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one, First mm -hmm. John 5. So, uh, I mean, you could you go all the way back to, to paying your taxes. Uh, you know, when you pay your taxes, you are paying for abortions. Yeah. So, but, I mean, you, you got to pay your taxes because you don't want to go to jail. And, you know, uh, so, I mean, where does it stop? I think for each Christian, you have to uh, prayerfully get along with the Lord and decide what lines you will not cross. Hmm. Um, and I respect anybody who boycotts certain things. Um, I don't think the answer is to, to wave the white flag of surrender, like you talked about in your article, Dave. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I, I think, uh, you know, you, you're never going to be able to boycott everything because it's all interconnected, but you got to do what you can. Um, and by the way, this may, this whole problem may become a moot point if, the globalists and the Luciferians get their way with this great reset yep. because almost every business, except for a select few that are in, in on the game, is going to go out of business. I mean, you're not going to have any place to shop anymore unless, except for the ones they force you to shop at. Mm. The, the economy is absolutely being destroyed right before our very eyes. Yes, yes. We're in very pivotal times, dangerous. What would you say, uh, what would you advise Christians to do as far as preparing, obviously being in the Word of God and just discerning, praying for wisdom, but we still have a job to do as Christians. We, we are still supposed to be salt and light, even though it seems like the thing's so unsalty and dark in our culture. And um, what would you encourage Christians to do at this point? Yeah, Paul, Paul used this metaphor. He said, we are supposed to shine like stars in this perverse generation. Hmm. And um, so uh, I think that's what we have to do. I would recommend a couple of things. You know, we've started meeting uh, with like-minded believers who understand and get what's going on and where we're headed in this country uh, to plan out a response and to be prepared for what might be coming down the pike. I think you need to find other believers who understand uh, this Luciferian agenda and how they're literally ushering in a one-world system, perhaps as early as next year, um, and be prepared to go underground. I think you need to uh, make a list of what line you will not cross. Um, for example, for me, it's the vaccine. I absolutely will not take, nor will my children, any vaccine, but especially a one that messes with your DNA and that's highly unproven and is not about rescuing us from an uh, invisible fake enemy. It's actually uh, about much more than that. It's very nefarious. It's about tracking us and controlling us. It's mm -hmm. about human 2.0 and artificial intelligence. Yeah. So I, that for me is a line. I'd rather die than take that. Mm. Um, you need to decide what role your church is going to play. Uh, if the government shuts down the churches again, are you going to allow that? Or are you going to hold your head high and say, we can worship God and we're going to obey God, not man? Um, you need, these, are, these are issues we never thought we'd have to think about, no. but they are here. And you don't want to be caught by surprise where you're left making a reactionary or emotional decision. Uh, you want to think ahead and be prepared. Uh, what if? And we need to have those, those kinds of questions. A lot of, we need to ask a lot of what ifs. Um, there's, I think next year is going to be fascinating. Well, I mean, just look at this year, and it's not even over yet. This year, all the things that we've had to adjust to, to react to, and I'm not sure the church, um, I don't know if we have a passing grade when it comes to uh, the scandemic. Um, and now we've got the NIH director saying churches should close, the National Institutes of Health. Uh, yeah. Churches should close. So, but yet I don't understand their reasoning. The double standards still abound, 
and yet they're trying to get churches. Um, JB, your final thoughts. We have like a minute and a half left. Um, they are going to continue to try to restrict our freedoms, especially religious freedoms. They have their agendas for whatever reasons, the, the global reset, the Democrats trying to make sure that Trump is ousted. Whatever reasons the left and globalists have, they will not stop. They will not relent. If anything, this year we've learned that they will not stop. So your final thoughts. Yeah, I think the next two or three weeks are going to be absolutely critical. I, I am very eager to get to Inauguration Day in January <laughs> uh, because I think we're a, we're a real uh, tinderbox right now, mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going to happen related to the election and related to some other geopolitical events that are taking place and troop movements and posturing. And mm-hmm. I, I want to uh, – I'm really paying close attention to the next several weeks, and this is by no means something that's coming down the pike next year. It, it could happen much sooner than that. We just don't know. We, we're not in the inside uh, locker room of the Luciferians, so we don't know exactly what they're doing, but they know. Uh, and I would, I would add one more thing. I would be very leery of governments starting to call churches essential. We played right into their hand with this essential, non-essential debate and yeah. taking these cases to the court. Colorado just yesterday announced that churches are now considered as essential and there are no longer uh, limits on number of attendees. That's not a good thing. Why? Because now we can no longer argue that we're being treated unfairly or differently. What they're going to do is say, okay, fine, all essential businesses must shut down, and we don't have an argument anymore. Wow. So we, came at it, we came at it from the wrong direction. We needed to argue religious freedom, not inequality between different uh, businesses. I think that was a mistake. That's, I think that's an excellent point, wise point. J.B. Hickson, we will continue this conversation um, in January. Well, I'll talk to you next year when we, God willing, will know who the president is. <laughs> and uh, yeah. thanks so much for your time, and uh, have a Merry Christmas, J.B. God bless you. Hey, likewise, David. Thanks. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, when we come back, we'll let you know who's going to be here, not here in my seat, but on the podcast the rest of this week on Stand Up For The Truth. We'll be right back. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. All right, we put a lot of these links in today's podcast post at StandUpForTheTruth.com, recommended search engine DuckDuckGo, also that social media or social dilemma documentary, uh, faith-driven consumers, all these links plus the link to J.B.'s Spirit of the Antichrist series, especially the one we talked about today, um, the um, fake elections, and uh, more of that on our podcast post. Tomorrow you'll hear from Jake Jacobs. He's got a book out called Mob Rule, and he is just a phenomenal historian, so knowledgeable, a blessing to talk to him. Steve Smotherman, he's a pastor in New Mexico, Legacy Church out there in Albuquerque, one of the bluest cities and one of the bluest states in the country, and he's battling it out there. As his church is doing well. So we'll talk to Pastor Steve on Thursday. And then on Friday, Tony Garule from Radical Truth. We haven't caught up with him in several months, so it would be good to get an update from Tony. He's been banned or on YouTube. I believe his channel may have been taken down, and he just preaches the truth about Islam. And so keep us in your prayers and all those who are on the front lines in ministry God bless you, and as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.